With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. I know we said we weren't having a podcast tonight. Um, Dude, some miscommunications. We are, but we aren't. So just disregard everything I say. So joining me tonight, all the way from Canton, Ohio, we have Garrett Price. How are you doing, Garrett? Good. Welcome to the bonus podcast. You're welcome. Bonus podcast. And finally, unmuting his microphone from Arizona, we have Shevin Nooney. How are you doing, Chev? Doing good, man. That intro hits a lot harder when you haven't been on the last two episodes. I'll tell you that. Man, that's awesome. So um, this is actually our second attempt at recording tonight. I messed up the intro. I, I got a new phone. Um, don't like any of the alarms. So the Dynasty Rewind music is actually my ringtone. I will say this, everybody. If you set music as your I'm not ringtone, alarm, forgive me. If you set it as your alarm and you wake up at 5 in the morning, check the volume on it first because I had it maxed out. Um, my wife was not a happy camper this Monday, I can tell you that. <laughs> but you woke up excited for work. I guarantee that, 100%. I did, man. I woke up at 5 a.m. I ran to the bathroom, got changed, and I went downstairs and worked out hard. It was awesome. Okay. It was there you great. Go. So, hey, we do have some news. Finally, some news this week in the NFL. I mean, the last couple episodes have been like, here's the news. Okay, and that was the news. Um, so Andy Reid came out and said Damian Williams to be the full-time starter. You guys surprised? They're, I mean, it's, is it camp speak? or it does, here, Here's my thought. If Andy Reid believes in a running back, I'm going to believe in a running back. Yeah, I'm, I'm fully on board with that. I, I thought that was going to be the case the whole time. Um, I know even a while back I wrote an article about, you know, should you believe in Damian Williams? Um, and it was mostly geared toward 2019, but uh, I've, I've been on the side of I, I think he's going to be there back for 2019. Do I necessarily believe it's long term? No. Uh, but I think for, the, for this season, uh, you're going to get a lot of good uh, usage out of Damian Williams. Chef? Yeah, I definitely thought uh, Damian was going to get the first chance at that running back position. I think he was definitely going to be the guy to start out the season. And from what he's shown last season at the end, I mean, why would he not get that chance? I mean, they did bring in a couple guys, but, I mean, Damian Williams was definitely going to be the guy that gets the first shot at that. I mean, let's not forget, everyone seems to forget that Carlos Hyde was a starting running back at the beginning of last season. Um, And if Leonard Fournette goes down, maybe he still is. Garrett, you're the Browns fan. You you saw him play firsthand. What do you think about that? Um, I, I like Hyde. Um, 
I think he will have a role in this offense, but I'm not sure that he has a lot left. He's he's a fine running back, and he will do the job if called upon, but he's not electric anymore in any way, shape, or form. And so I think if you're a Chiefs fan, you're hoping Damian Williams can be the guy because if not, I don't think Carlos Hyde is going to give you uh, what you're really wanting in that type of offense. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Or maybe not. I don't know. Uh, Josh Jacobs signs his rookie deal. I guess it's about time. Get him ready uh, for camp and hard knocks. You guys excited about Josh Jacobs? Um, I'm not drafting high enough in my home league draft to get him, unfortunately, and I don't feel like moving the pieces necessary to do so. Does anybody here have any Josh Jacobs shares? I don't have any anywhere. I don't have any Josh Jacobs shares. I think he's going to get the touches and all that good stuff, but I, I'm kind of nervous about his production going into this next season. I mean, he's going to be in a decent offense. Gruden's going to – he's got A.B. now. He's got uh, Carr there. So, I mean, it's a it's a decent offense, but I'm not 100% sold on Jacobs. Uh, he didn't get to really prove it too much uh, at Alabama. But, I mean, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. He doesn't have as much tread on his tires. So, I mean, we'll see. I definitely like Montgomery better, um, whether that's me being a Bears fan or me just actually believing him a lot more and knowing that offense. See, Chev and I hang out a lot and talk a lot. Well, I shouldn't say (laughs) hang out because we're, like, states away. But we talk a lot. And so, normally, we're, like, in lockstep with most of our takes. Like, I feel like we agree. This is one of the few times where Chev and I are not on the same page. I'm a Josh Jacobs guy. Um, I think he is is the most talented back in the class. Uh, I think he has the best opportunity in the class, um, partly because of Tariq Cohen. I think Cohen will cut into some of his work, not not enough for to not own him. I do have Montgomery in, in a couple leagues as well, so this is not a, a bash on David Montgomery because I think he's a very talented back. Mm-hmm. Had him for a long time as my number two back in the class. Um, but I think Josh Jacobs – is just a, a, a slight, a slightly better player uh, than Montgomery is at this point. He was taken in the first round for a reason. He's in a Gruden offense where I think he is going to get used. Um, Jalen Richard is there, and so you know that that might cut in a little bit to in his receiving work uh, at first, but I think long term it won't. But but I do have quite a few Josh Jacobs shares. I have him now. Granted, I play in way too many leagues, um, so I, I own most of the NFL in some league. Uh, but but I do have quite a few Josh Jacobs shares, and uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about the kid. Do you have any Jimmy Garoppolo shares? Oh, I have quite a few Jimmy G shares because he expects to be ready for training camp. Do you like that segue there? Just roll right into it. That was really professional. That wasn't that wasn't bad. Yay me! Uh, <laughs> I mean, again, this is really just coach speak, I guess, or player speak, but. Um, It's a good sign for him to be ready for a training camp. I'm really excited about the San Francisco 49ers offense. Uh, If you follow me on Twitter, you know I'm a huge Pettis guy. Um, I own Garoppolo in a couple places. I also like to call him Garoppolo because I'm weird like that. Chef, what do you you think about Jimmy GQ? Are you a fan? You know, there's a lot of people that are like, he's not Tom Brady, but he doesn't have to be Tom Brady. Yeah, I love Jimmy. I mean, I had him on my dynasty team. I got him and Patrick Mahomes around the same time, so... My my fantasy team name was Jimmy G String at one point. So I mean, <laughs> I love it. That's a little tidbit right there. But I love Jimmy. I think the offense has some great potential. Running back wise, I don't know who's going to be the starter there. Uh, they they got some electric players there though. You got Pettis and you got Debo there, and not to mention you got Kittle too. So I mean, that offense is going to be real really fun to watch this season. 
and uh, Pettis will be the number one wide receiver. Go ahead and agree with me, Garrett. Um, I think we've talked about this before. <laughs> uh, I'm not in full agreement with that, but it's not because I dislike Pettis. I think Pettis is a really good player, and I think it will be kind of a 1A, 1B scenario. One thing I will give Pettis is he has a year in the system, and so that does count for something. So I like both players, but I really do like Jimmy G. I think he has a good chance to be a, a talented quarterback that can help your fantasy football team. You know, this is something that really irritates me too. When you talk to, um, you know, some people about it, oh, I love Dante Pettis. Yeah, but Debo's going to be the number one. Okay, well, you know, everyone rants and raves about how, um, you know, James Washington's the number two. So what's wrong with the number two wide receiver? I think Garoppolo is the type of guy that can support two wide receivers, and I understand that Kittle's there, and they have 17 running backs that are going to catch the, the ball out of the backfield, but why can't he support two wide receivers? There's going to be times where Kittle's double-covered double, double covered and Debo's double-covered and Pettis could be open, and vice versa too. It's, it's just one thing that irritates me about you know what I hate is, well, I don't like that guy, so you shouldn't like him either because he sucks in my opinion. Well, someone's got to like him, right? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I do think that there should be enough to go around there. The one thing I will say is traditionally, now, hopefully coaches are able to, to you know, be uh, not too entirely predict, uh, um, predictable so that way they can mix it up. But traditionally in Shanahan's offense, the number one receiver has been targeted much more frequently than the, the surrounding pieces. Now, you could make the argument that the number one receiver is actually not a receiver, and it's it's um, it's Kittle, and right. so neither one of them will see a crazy amount of targets. But it, he has seemed to have his quarterbacks uh, target one receiver more so than the others. But that doesn't mean that he can't break that mold. And hopefully, good coaches are able to be uh, not super predictive. So we'll see. We'll see how that shakes out. But uh, speaking of getting ready for camp. Cam expects to be full go at camp, which is a great sign for Newton owners. Um, I think I would take a shot at Cam and redraft. Uh, as far as dynasty goes, I'm staying away at this point. I, I'd like to go a little younger. And the way he plays, he just gets massacred out there. A lot of that's on him, too. What do you guys think? Yeah, if you, I think if you have him in Dynasty right now, you're definitely holding him just because all the, the stuff he does with his legs. I mean, throwing the ball, he's got some good wide receivers there, too. I mean, he's got... Uh, Greg Olson and Ian Thomas is going to be there as well. You got uh, Samuel and you got um, DJ Moore too. So, I mean, they still got some good wide receivers to throw to. I think they're going to want to get the ball out of his hand a little faster. And that's not even mentioning Christian McCaffrey is going to be out there snagging passes too. So, uh, that definitely helps having those quick, fast guys uh, out there. Uh, but having having the legs that he has, he can just run and get touchdowns all day. Uh, we talked about a stat, I think, when Rich was on the show where Cam Newton, like, get – scores a touchdown like 60% of the time if they're in the 10-yard line, like rushing the football or something like that. I can't remember exactly the stat, but it was it was something insane. I mean, he's so yeah, big. Yeah, it's, it's so going to be interesting. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I am I'm mentioned it uh, one time on the, the Nerds podcast, but in the conspiracy theory realm, uh, after after this year, he in 2020, he's only owed, or I shouldn't say he's only owed, he's only a $2 million cap hit for the Carolina Panthers. So there is an outside scenario where if things don't go super well this year, they could potentially cut bait. 
uh, at the end of at the end of 2019. I don't think it's necessarily likely, but that scenario is out there. And then his contract's up in 2020, so we will see um, how this all shakes out. Hopefully, the shoulder stuff is better. I I do like Cam, uh, but there's a lot of question marks, which is a bummer because. As Shevin mentioned, there's a lot of good weapons there that I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to go on record and say if my boss tells me I will give you $2 million to never come here again, I'm going to gladly take that $2 million because I really don't want to go back there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, hey, that's just me. Hopefully your um, boss doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> oh, no. He, he's a Steelers fan anyway. So I'm going to um, send him a direct link. You you can. Hey, look, if he's going to give me $2 million, he, I don't care. Whatever. Um <laughs> So Mark Andrews could be a featured target in Baltimore. I thought this was an interesting sleeper uh, notification that I got. Well, I guess when your quarterback can't throw the ball more than 10 yards without it looking like a duck that just got shot during a hunting session, he can be a featured target. So I'm still not buying in. I really don't want anybody that's a pass catcher from Baltimore. That's just me. Garrett, you can tell me why I'm wrong now. Uh, I, I actually – Overall, I agree with you. I have not been the biggest Mark Andrews guy. Although, I will say, I have started being persuaded a little bit. There are some guys that I really respect that are really on Mark Andrews. I'm definitely not sold in any way, shape, or form. But it doesn't sound as asinine as it once did to me. Chef, what do you think about Mark Andrews? Yeah, I kind of got to see it in a different aspect uh, with him being at Oklahoma. So, I mean, he's a guy that I saw get open plenty of times and be a great target for Baker Mayfield. But we're not talking about Baker Mayfield as his quarterback. So, uh, I'm not the biggest fan of wide receivers or tight ends in that system. Um, I think they're going to want to try to throw the ball just to mix it up. But I think I can definitely see Mark Andrews kind of slipping through the cracks sometimes and getting some big plays on, like, some play action. So, I mean, I don't think he's going to be one of the top guys, but he'll be a guy that's middle of the pack, kind of just there. So I'm looking at Lamar Jackson's stats right now on pro football reference, and in seven games, and he did have a 6-1 and one record, which is commendable. But in seven games, he threw for 1,201 yards. He did really. So let's just, we'll double it then. You're looking at 2,400 yards passing. That's a pretty below average season so i understand that mark andrews could be a featured target but i would personally i would curb your expectations you know Mm -hmm. he's a tight end two even if he's a tight end one on that team he's a tight end two tight end three on your roster Mm -hmm. uh let's see aside from that oh this this one i really really like this update melvin gordon informs the chargers that unless a new deal is reached he will hold out and request a trade so where's he going to go if that's the case? I mean, you're getting a little, I don't want to say late into the season, but kind of late when stuff like this happens as far as trading a, a player of this caliber. But wh- where could he go? I, I, think, I think I know where I'd like him to go. I want to see what you guys get, what you guys say. Go ahead. Oh, my bad. I, Anyone. I- <laughs> Anyone? Know, here is I'm gonna a, a peek behind the curtain for a second. This is the the one hardest part about uh, not being in the same uh, room together is sometimes sometimes the uh, the cues that you would give non verbally uh, don't translate. So even all of the uh, interesting looks I'm giving my screen does absolutely nothing uh, to help 
move the podcast along. So my fault there. Um, that, that being said, um, Melvin Gordon is a really interesting case. I have actually been on record telling people that this might be, it was b- before this news broke, that this might be the best time to sell because I can't imagine his value being any higher with the contract dispute. And then on top of that, um, he's, he's been very, very injury prone uh, over the course of his career. Uh, and he's now at age 26 where, you know, you start to see that production maybe slightly decline uh, for a lot of the running backs. So I was on record as saying sell. It's going to be a lot harder to sell now because who knows what his future holds. Uh, if I had to pick the perfect landing spot, I would love to see him in Tampa Bay. Oh, you stole it. <laughs> yeah, I think Tampa Bay is 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 the spot. He would be really good in that offense. I could see a scenario where he goes to Houston. Right. Hey, you stole it again. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Maybe I should just stop uh, suggesting places. Um, no, you're fine. But uh, but those are those are the top two places I think that are the most obvious where there's a need that Melvin Gordon could fill, and it would be a great boost for that team. Chev, I know he he stole Houston from you, but do you have any thoughts on Melvin? Yeah, I mean I'm just thinking about how fun it would be to watch the Sean Watson, Cootie. Uh, I mean you got Fuller, and then you got Hopkins. I mean how fun would that be to see that offense out there every week? Watson's one of the most electric players. I mean, man, that would be great. Definitely dynasty owners would be super happy if you had Watson then. I mean, you're getting a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. I mean, he will get hurt at some point in the season, most likely. But, I mean, he's a great back to have. I think he scored 12-plus touchdowns the last three seasons. So, I mean, that's a guy that can definitely get you points in a week and help you win maybe even single-handedly some weeks. I know he's had three to four touchdown games before. So, I mean, at some point, it's going to pay off for you to have him, but at some point, it's also going to hurt you like it did me this last season. I went to go trade him, and I got nothing, no production in the fantasy playoffs. So definitely glad to finally I got rid of him in this offseason and got Hopkins. So that's, that's, that's definitely good deal. Yeah, definitely yeah. glad I got him before all this happened. Yeah. So here's another scenario. I'm actually going to throw two scenarios out. Um, Dalvin Cook should have a soft tissue injury soon. That'll keep him out for a while. <laughs> So maybe whoa, Minnesota. Whoa, whoa. Um, he, here's the funny no, one. No, because Alexander Madison's the greatest yeah, running on, back man. of all time, so it'll be just fine. Oh, is he the greatest running back of, of all, all time? time. Walter of all Payton, time? Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, Jim Brown, Alexander Madison. It's that It's that tier. Oh, okay. Well, that being said, um, what about <laughs> just, just to really make it confusing for everybody, Buffalo. Oh, jeez. You're the worst. <laughs> I am. I know. But you know what? I do feel like he's going to end up somewhere where it's like, really, you, you went there? Because that's what it seems like it's been with all of these running backs this offseason. Like, exactly. Kareem Hunt went to Cleveland. Right. Um, Tevin Coleman went to the Niners. So it would just be fitting for this offseason for him to go somewhere where it just makes things even more messy. That being said, if he did go to Buffalo, though, I think that would clearly spell who the starter is. Like, I can't think of too many places – that he would go and it would be like is melvin gordon the guy or not like obviously if he went to like new york or chicago or uh to uh um dallas or something like that uh right. it would be a little more obvious but or it would be a little more muddy but most places he's going to be more talented than the starting back another place if they could get him cheap what about indy i mean marlon yeah. mack's been productive but are they 100 percent sold on him they're saying that they are i i'm a marlon mack truther but, uh, I mean, the, a team's philosophy usually always is if you could upgrade, do it. 
Yeah, I'm just I'm just kind of scared. Andy didn't really go out and try to recruit anybody. It seemed like this offseason too hard. So I think they're kind of sticking to their guns. I mean, it would depend on what they would want for um, for him, but I kind of see them kind of sticking to their guns uh, and just sticking with Mac, honestly. I think I think they're still angry at Cleveland for the uh, Trent Richardson trade, so I think they're afraid to <laughs> invest any money in a running back. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are still angry about Trent Richardson, if I could be honest with you. That's probably fair. Uh, okay, so let's see here. In, in my up. in my long time uh, dynasty league, so we're going on season. It's either season seven or eight. Um, Trent Richardson was the one one in that draft. Ooh, it wasn't you, was it? It was not me. I I was picking fourth, uh, so I didn't have that opportunity. But honestly, at the time, it didn't seem like a crazy pick. No, of course not. Because uh, it, it was the year after his, his rookie season, and he had a really good season. Um, and yeah, he was he was <laughs> he was the one one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that that didn't pan out. Do you know who you picked? Do you remember? I, I do know who I picked. So this league is interesting. It's not a super flex, um, but it kind of works that way because it's a half point per completion. Mm. So. A quarterback scoring is like super elevated because you think about it, you know, 30 completions in a game, there's 15 points right there. Uh, so it went, if I remember correctly, it was Trent Richardson and then either Alfred Morris or Doug oh. Martin. And then the other one was the opposite. So those were the first three, which really none of those panned out because it was all the year after they all killed it. And then I took Aaron Rodgers fourth. That, that worked out okay. Yeah, that worked out for me. I'm I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> All right, so moving on, uh, a couple updates from today as well. Owners are pushing for an 18-game regular season with 16 games played maximum. You want to talk about something that's going to screw up your fantasy lineup? I can't think of anything better than this. So you're telling me, um, you know, this is definitely an easy way. Like, let's say, uh, I don't know, somebody needs a personal day, a little banged up. You have them in your starting lineup, and they're a last-second scratch, which happens all the time in a 16-game season. I feel like with this setup, it would be much more often. I don't like it, and the, the players are going to want to play 18. I could feel it because the, all those incentives, yardage, this and that. What do you guys think? I think this is the stupidest thing the NFL's ever done, and they've done a lot of stupid stuff too. Yeah, I think if they're going to do this, I mean, the players are going to be – Players are going to be in big trouble. I mean, they put their bodies on the line every week, and then they didn't think running backs don't get paid now. I think it could maybe even get worse because, I mean, you're going to need two or three backs in the season, hopefully, to even compete. I mean, it's going to be crazy. Um, if we see this, I wouldn't even be surprised if medical marijuana even possibly steps into this as well. Players might be asking for it still as they keep going through the season. I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly what it all does for you. I've never smoked before, but – if it helps, it helps. I mean, we'll see how it goes. I'm definitely curious to see what the players think, though. Yeah, this this sounds like a terrible idea. I have I have yet to come across anyone that was like, oh, yeah, I really like that a lot. Um, I just uh, – I I'm all for getting rid of two of the preseason games. Uh, yes. Yes, that's, please. That's totally fine with me. Four games is ridiculous for preseason. Um, but that being said, they're never going to – get rid of it without replacing it with something. So e- even if they want to make it an 18-game uh, season, I have, I have no problem with that. But having having a mandate for the league where you can only play your players 16 games, 
it just seems kind of ridiculous to me. And you're going to get some weird playoff scenarios where, you know, teams are at the point where, you know, right before, you know, their last two games, they had to start their guys, their main guys all season because they were in a tight race. Now they're having to play their backups because, you know, it's it, of this mandate. And so I just don't, I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Do you feel, even though, like, I know you're a big Browns fan, Chev, you're a big Bears fan, that fourth preseason game, are you guys still watching because you feel like you have to? Like, I'm watching the Eagles play, and I'm like, this is just so bad. <laughs> like, I remember watching Tim Tebow play for the Eagles in preseason, and I'm like, get this crap off my TV now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing I'm watching preseason for mainly is just uh, for hard knocks, honestly. Like, I'm, I'm just more excited about watching the hard knocks episode of what's going on, <laughs> honestly. So, I mean, preseason games, I, I had the chance to go to some possibly in Arizona this season, and tickets are like six bucks. I mean, it doesn't seem like I'm going to get my money's. I mean, I'm going to get my money's worth because I'm going to the game and seeing all these players, but the competition is just so piss poor, honestly. It's terrible. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, there are times where I've forced myself to watch some of the some of the week four games just because you know there's a sneaky player that I, I might want to try to look at a little bit more and this will be my only chance to really see him play but it's it's brutal I mean as much as I'm a loyal Browns fan and I watch the start to end of every game even if we got blown out uh, I cannot say the same for preseason there are definitely times where I'm like yeah let's watch Stranger Things so <laughs> well you know speaking of the Browns it I'll tell you what, if you want to, Goodell, if you want to do the 18 games, you go to Cleveland and you tell Baker Mayfield you have to sit out two games per season. <laughs> you, go ahead. Yeah, I'll let you that. deal with that. Yeah, good luck. Um, so moving on to the capital, Darius Geis suffered a hamstring injury, and he's questionable oh. for the start of camp. Is, is he just going to be one of those guys now? This week has just been bad news from the get-go for me. I mean, we lose Paul George from OKC. I know I'm talking basketball here. And then we lose Russell Westbrook. Oh, finding out Darius guys today is hurt his hamstring has just been incredibly saddening to me. I wanted to cry all week. Now it pushed me to the limits. Um, I'm, I was just crying in the car on the way home from work. It's just been awful. I haven't even got to watch Stranger Things. It, it has been. Oh. I, I'm, I'm telling you guys, this week has put the most pressure on me and put me in the worst spot. And... I'm just full of tears right now. Seeing Darius guys, my man crush on Twitter, has been painful. Yeah, he's even you know he's liked some of our stuff, which basically means we're best friends. Darius uh, guys, if you're yeah. listening to this podcast, we love you, Michael Bowers. I don't know about him yet, but I know me and Garrett love you. We do. We love. I'm, we love. Guys. I'm an Eagles fan, so. Oh. oh I mean, awkward. I don't. I don't want to see a guy get injured, but if it makes your team worse, I don't. I, you know, you talk don't crap you, about Darius guys. Actually, Darius guys, he lives on Washington Avenue. <laughs> I will pay for your flight right now. Here's the deal with, with Darius guys. Can he can trot out there on the field at full strength? Because uh, that team is a dumpster fire from start to finish. They're probably going to finish third in the division. So right ahead of the New York Football Giants, if that's what you want to call that team. So the only team we had to beat in the East is Dallas. That's it. It's our only competition. You heard it here first. Darius guys. I, sorry. You can <laughs> at me on Twitter, Darius guys. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I don't really need stacks or fats to back it up aside from the team's record every year. So it, 
I, I like what they did in the draft this year. I really do. I don't like it as an Eagles fan, but as a fantasy football guy, I like it a lot. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Kelvin Harmon. I think he's going to be fantastic. He made yeah. Ryan Finley look like an accurate quarterback at NC State. Everyone's saying he's accurate. No, Kelvin Harmon adjusts to the ball in the air like an MFer. That's why Finley <laughs> looks so good. No P word there. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> We're just going to abbreviate every swear word. In well, this, in this we don't. Show. We try not to curse too much on the Dynasty Rewind. You son and of a B. That's why we haven't had Frank Scandero on yet, to be honest with you. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but if you guys want to finish man crushing on Darius, go right ahead. No, we're uh, done. I'll just okay. bring up one thing. You said uh, we're I'm, done. I'm even going to give some credit. Kyle, at, he's on Twitter. Is at Kyle Lee one four eight six. I mean, he brought up a good point. I mean. People that come off their ACL tears, I mean, they're they's they've been likely to hurt their hamstrings after they get try to come out faster and kind of recover quicker than what they're supposed to. So, I mean, a good example that he gave is Dalvin Cook last season. So, I mean, I I just never thought about thought about it like that. But I mean, what he said made perfect sense to me after reading it. Yeah, and people people are overreacting a little bit as as did I honestly it it says that he's missing the start of training camp not the start of the season which is a very different thing so and we were already assuming he was going to start off a little slow uh shared time with Adrian Peterson so I don't this is obviously not good news but I I don't think it's as terrible as we're all making it out to be no and if I had a chance to get guys I would definitely try to get him still don't try to get him now after you yeah just Threw mud on his name. <laughs> Seriously, no. come on! I threw Mike. mud on the Washington. Crap. I threw mud on the Washington Redskins, and we talked about this before. You know how I feel about teams aside. I want to win a championship. If you told me that the only way to win a championship is you could never have Carson Wentz on your team again, I would do it because I want that five hundred dollars in my home league. I don't care. <laughs> now, if you told me I had to do it with Dak Prescott, a quarterback, I would tell you that you're a P word and you should F off. There's some abbreviations <laughs> for you. But no, like I said, I would still acquire guys. I've actually been trying to acquire him from the owner that has him in our league for over a year. And he just will not budge. He keeps saying, well, I want Kamara. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm not giving you Kamara for a guy that's on the injured reserve. I'm not that far out of it here. So um, so he suffered that hamstring injury. And here's the real blow to my team. And I, I honestly don't know what I'm going to do. This might change how I draft. Chris Herndon suspended four games. Everybody thought it was going to be two. Two games, yeah, you could deal with that. But four games, this is a big one. This uh, That was for a June 2018 DUI. So I'm going to kind of pivot here, and I'm going on looking at my team with the beautiful new Dynasty Rewind logo. Uh, hopefully everybody's seen that on Twitter. Got a shout-out to Gretchen. She did an awesome job, as always. Um, I did pick up as a free agent Matt Lacoste. So if he can hold it down for four games till Herndon comes back, that would be fantastic. Bill, have Tom, have Tom throw it to Matt Lacoste. What do you guys think about the Herndon suspension? Four games too much? Not enough? What do you think? Uh I was a little surprised it was four. Um, that being said, we are the dynasty rewind, um, not the redraft rewind. So uh, four games in the context of a dude's career shouldn't really change your value of him too terribly much. Yeah, sure. I, th- I think he'll be just fine. Missing four games. Uh, he had a good season last year. Um, 
I don't see it being as big as a problem. I mean, it's not like you're losing them four games going into the fantasy playoffs or anything like that. It's just the first four games of the season. I went without Zeke for six games, so, I mean, come on. You guys can do it. Yeah, well, I'll have to hopefully, you know, the New England can do it again. Maybe a little mini Gronk action going up there. If he does half of what Gronk did last year for four games, I'll be happy with that. Um, that's all the news that I have, unless you guys have anything else that I missed that you want to talk about. Here we go. I have breaking news. Oh. All right. Breaking news right now that I'm breaking. It is my pick in the Scott Fish Bowl right now. <laughs> Are you making it right now as I'm, we speak? I'm making it live. Well, live to us. Whenever you hear this, it will be definitely behind. Live-ish. But, live-ish. Uh, who would you guys recommend? I'm, I'm thinking about... Uh, there is a lot of bonuses for tight ends, and both Fant and Hawkinson are on the board. Um, but running backs can get a lot too. Jarek McKinnon is on the board, um, as is uh, Duke Johnson, who I think is a sneaky play, especially if he ends up getting traded. Mm-hmm. Um, any thoughts on any of those four players? Why don't you tell us a couple of players that are already on your team too? That might help. Okay, all right. Out. I'll. Uh, this sorry this this wasn't supposed to turn into the Garrett show but you know while, while we're here we'll we'll represent the Scott Fishbowl. This is Absolutely. big news. This is breaking no, do it news. Up. Come on. Yeah. All right, here we go. My starting quarterbacks are Jared Goff, Patrick Mahomes. I should have started with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, Jared Goff, <laughs> and Nick Foles. Uh it is a super flex. So I wanted to make okay. sure I got three starters. Um at running back, I got Josh Jacobs, Devonta Freeman, Sony Michelle, Justice Hill and Damian Harris. At wide receiver, I only have two receivers at this point, and that was intentional. I kind of faded receiver a little bit. So I have DJ Moore and Mike Williams. And then at tight end, I have George Kittle and Austin Hooper. You have Austin Hooper on your team? Of course I do. I'm surprised. Um, Chev, why don't, why don't you take this pick first? And I'm going to think about this one a little bit. And then can you name the players that you are possibly available? I know you said McKinnon. Yeah, I'll 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 do all of the guys that are kind of in their ADP's top. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Hawkinson, Shady McCoy, Emmanuel Sanders, Noah Font, uh, or Fant, your preference. Uh, Paris Campbell, Jarek McKinnon, Peyton Barber, Michael Hardman, AJ Brown. Um, let's see other guys that might be interested in Debo Samuel, Alexander Madison, Deshaun Hamilton, my boy Jaw. Uh, but it is a redraft, so that's why mm-hmm. it hurts him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Duke Johnson, Josh Gordon, Mike Jacecki. I mean, honestly, for me, I love Hawkinson. I think he can possibly do big things in that offense. So for me, and it's also P- it's like double points for tight end or whatever it is. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of like him there because you do have flex positions as well. I mean, you got Hooper and Kittle already, but I think just adding another guy there uh, could be really good. Do you have all these guys in the same tier? Pretty much, um, yeah. I mean, they're all – I was leaning Hawkinson, um, but, yeah, I mean, I could easily I could easily see myself going with McKinnon or Duke Johnson too because I'm they gonna, both have upside of, of winning a job. So, I'm going to be honest with you. If it was me making the pick, I'm going to go uh, Deshaun Hamilton here. Really? I think he's going to be a sneaky play. I do play. like Deshaun. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're doing two things. You're going with huge upside – and you're also filling a need. For me, I'm staying away from that 49ers backfield. Um, if Duke Johnson got traded, would be great. But that's a big if. if there could it be is. a possibility that Duke Johnson wins you some games for eight weeks and then fades into obscurity. Um, Hawkinson's a rookie, Fant's a rookie, 
and I just I like Hamilton. So that would be my pick. I can't tell you what to do. If you went Hawkinson or Fan here, though, um, I would not fault you for that either. But out of the two, I'd probably go Hawk, personally. All right. I think that seals it for me. TJ Hawkinson is now officially part of the Dynasty Price team on the Scott Fishbowl. Love it. Championship. I, I did uh, my shirt ship today. Oh, did so. you? Like, so you got it or it's in the process of shipping? It, it is in the process right now. I got the Sega one. I'm excited. Nice. To, That's the to one get I got too. Hey, you know what? Actually, it's good. When you guys buy clothes, do you wash them before you wear them? No. Nope. I'm a nasty person. Really? Nope. So I wash my clothes before I wear them. And my wife thinks I'm weird. It's like, you know what? Somebody really dirty could have tried that on a Coles. I'm not putting that next to my wiener. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> Whoa, why are you putting shirts there? <laughs> well, for sure. Oh, if, you, if you tuck, like, have you ever tucked a shirt in? You accidentally tuck it in your underwear and you're walking around with that guy. <laughs> have you ever done that? Man, that sounds like Coles goals, man. Holy cow. Yeah, oh, man. My wife agrees with you, though. She always likes to wash clothes before she wears See? them. But Smart I'm woman. not that way. Well, I am so that way that it hurts. So that, um, I'll tell you what, great news segment. Look at that. We got a pick made. I probably challenged someone to fight. I don't even remember. Seems to be my thing anymore. I'm not a violent guy either. That's the funny I thing I don't about believe it. you. I think you are. <laughs> yes. Don't make me come out there, Garrett. <laughs> you know where I live. Shoot. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't. I know where that restaurant is, though. Uh, you, know, you know where I work. You do that know is, that. That is true. And I know the general vicinity of where you live. It's somewhere yeah. in Ohio. Um, somewhere in Ohio. <laughs> it is good. somewhere in Ohio. That is not wrong. I do have Shevin's address, though. I'm getting on a flight. Ooh, um, I, ain't, I ain't too worried about it, man. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. I'm I'm brittle and old. I've so been working out. <laughs> all right, all right. This is getting out of hand. But <laughs> let's focus, gentlemen. Tonight we were supposed to do a mock draft, and I apologize for everybody that I built up for it. So we did have some scheduling conflicts and then we had scheduling unconflicts. That is a new word that I just created. You're welcome, everyone. So we'd like to do a mock draft with everybody. Well, not everybody. We want to pick a listener Add us on Twitter at the dynasty rewind. Tell us what have you learned that has helped you the most from our show? And it could be anything. It could be from me sounding like an idiot, calling someone a P word, Garrett's lovely knowledge, Chef Boyardee and his beautiful, smooth voice just laying it down from Arizona. Whatever so you want it to be. It is silky smooth. Here's what we'd like to do. We're going to do a mock draft. Rookies only. Three rounds. But it's got to be quick. We're not doing a slow draft and we're podcasting for six months. So it's going to be like this. The three <laughs> of us are... are we? <laughs> we are not. Okay. The, three, the three of us are going to each make picks. And then you, the listener, will be making a pick as well. The rest will be filled in by a computer. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put all 12 positions in a hat. I will randomly select for the four of us. So you do not get to pick your own draft selection. Throwing a little kink in there. The mock's going to be on Sleeper. So you have to be available when we record. It is usually Friday evenings around 10 p.m. It won't start right away because we have to do some other stuff when the show starts. Blah, blah, blah. So add us on, on Twitter at Dynasty Rewind. Tell us what you've learned the most. Do you guys have anything to add to our Rewind mock draft that we're going to do with the listener? Yeah, just one thing. So if you live on Mountain Time, I've I've learned it's (laughs) 7 o'clock, not 10 o'clock. So 7 o'clock is the time that you want to be waiting on to draft. I should say 10 p.m. Eastern. There you go. Yeah, because I had the most trouble. These guys were like, all right, we're going to do a podcast at 10 o'clock. And it would be like three hours behind. or No, it was two hours, and I thought it was three. And they would just start the show, and I'm like, oh, we'll wait for you, Chef. 
I'm like, what the crap, guys? You guys are starting an hour <laughs> Why do early. You always Jeez, start an hour please. early every week. He doesn't know that they don't change the time out there in Arizona. <laughs> hey, I'm a new guy. They don't reserve daylight man. savings. You should Larry, come back. Larry Fitzgerald's helping me out. It's all right. All right. Good, good stuff. Um, aside from that, we are going to do a listener league this year. So I know we are the Dynasty Rewind, but Rewind is old school, so we're going to kick it old school with our league. We're going to do a redraft league. We want to get as many people involved as we can on a year-to-year basis. It's going to be 12 teams. It will be super flex. We're still working out some of the details. And as a matter of fact, you could go ahead and throw us some feedback on Twitter. Should we do defense? Should we do a short IDP bench? And here's what you get if you win. Something. We're not sure what that's going to be yet. (laughs) Could be an autographed picture. It might be a t-shirt. We are in the process of getting those printed up. But you get to play against some of the best minds in fantasy football. You get to play against the three of us. We're going to be running one team. All three of us together. You're going to be playing with Blueworth from the FF Astronauts, Shaq from Dynasty Tools, and Jeremy Barker from the Back Row Fantasy Show. Now, we do have two listeners already penned in. We have Mega Fan Tyler and my boy Porkman. Porkman, what's up, brother? How you doing? So, we do have some spots open. Here's what I want. Same thing. I need a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It doesn't have to be actually five stars. Just a rating and review on iTunes. Screenshot it and message it to me. And then tell us why you love us on Twitter. That'll help get you in. So there's how many spots left? We have one, two, three, four. We have six spots left. What do you guys think? Think we can fill that out soon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Matter of seconds. It will sell out like a Justin Timberlake concert. Does he still do concerts? I don't know. But if he does, I'm going. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm a but... big don't. Look, you've already talked crap about oh, those guys. Snap. Don't talk crap about JT as well. Oh, no, I don't have a problem with them, but I think the tickets would be too expensive, and I'm cheap. Well, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, you know, th- thanks for buying me lunch. I probably couldn't have afforded it anyway, Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, I'm not that poor. I'm kidding. I'm not poor. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I, have my, I mean, my wife seems to think that I'm loaded. She's like, oh, next year we're going to go here and there and there. And I'm like, well, how, how much money do you think I make? <laughs> like, what, do you think I'm a multimillionaire? <laughs> I don't know. And she buys groceries, $95. And I look at the fridge. I'm like, did you even go food shopping? What'd you buy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that and garbage bags are the biggest ripoff. Think about it. You buy a garbage bag to throw it away. That is true. Yeah. Waste of money. Same it's like thing a wallet. with toilet paper. It's like a uh, wallet? Yeah, you just put your money in there. You spend money, they get a wallet, and then you put your money in it. I don't get it. That's a good point. I like, I like the way you think. We're going to have to talk more about that off the <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, that wraps it up for what we want to do at the mock draft. So I'm expecting some Twitter activity from all of our 58 subscribers. That's an estimated total. total. Um, excited to get the Listener League going. Excited to play against you guys. I want to see what you have. Let's see if our fans are as good as they say they are. So aside from that, who's got a verse for us? Is it Garrett? Is it Chev? Who's got it? Uh, I think I got it this week. I'm going to make Chev do it more often because I've, I've heard a lot of uh, uh, good remarks about, about how Chev did it. Uh, so I'm excited to hear him do it more often. But uh, I do have it for this week. Um, and I'm going to be in Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2 starting. Uh, it's actually a few verses this week. Um, it felt right to, to put them all together. So starting in verse 3. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you 
look not only to his own interests, but also the interests of others. Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equity with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant and being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself to be obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. So basically what we have here is uh, a, a call out to stop putting yourself first. Look for the needs of others. Look for those around you um, that are hurting, those that are in need, those that need help with something, or even just being being a friend for somebody that you know might not be the easiest person to befriend. Um, and because of that, we see that this is exactly what Christ Jesus did for us, that he gave himself, he sacrificed himself, the ultimate sacrifice, more than just hanging out with somebody you don't want to hang out with or, you know, buying something uh, for somebody that's in a, in a tough time. He gave his own life uh, for those that follow him. And so uh, it's just a little thought that um, that always that is always uh, going through my mind of how can we uh, as as followers of Jesus do a better job at loving others? Because like it or not, Christians don't always have the best name. And so uh, if we can do, do the best job uh, that we can uh, to, to make sure that we're loving others like Jesus did, loved us, then I think our, our world will be a much better place. Oh, and I stopped just as Mike muted his, his mic. So that was perfect timing. You're all good. <laughs> Garrett, thanks again, like always. And if you love the Dynasty Rewind music, sorry, I'm not talking to my mic. Uh, if you love the Dynasty Rewind music, let's hear from Laird, who made it for us. Do you. Staring at your company's old website again with that same bland logo your cousin's buddy made for you years ago. You read that study online about how your digital presence is more important than ever, but you just have no idea where to start. That's where we come in. Laird Creative is a full-service branding and creative agency that will turn your blank into a recognized brand. From video and audio production to graphic design, Laird Creative has every tool you need to build your brand from the ground up. Visit LairdCRTV.com, that's LairdCRTV.com, to get started today. Laird Creative, step your brand up. Hey, definitely check Laird out because um, I am not a hip-hop fan by any means, but I love the Dynasty Rewind intro music. I have it in my head constantly. So do you guys have anything else to add before we head out of here? I don't. I just want to say, man, it was super good to be back with the boys. It's been a while. I think it's been about a month. So thank you guys for all holding in there as we kind of took our time off. Mm, yeah. Hey, yeah, Chev, you, you nailed it. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, it's been, yeah, hey, it's summer. You know, we all got stuff going on. So, um, but this has been like a therapy session for me. I missed you guys. Um, to all our listeners out there, really appreciate everybody that uh, tunes in and listens every week. So don't forget. But just tell us what you learned. Screenshot me those ratings and reviews on iTunes at Dynasty Rewind. You could also find me at the Bauer 85 And where can we find you gentlemen at? At Chef Boy RD with boy saying with an I. And I'm at Dynasty Price. All right, guys, we're going to head out for this week. So until next week, be kind. Please rewind. <laughs>